Welcome to the Sing Better Fast podcast, the podcast exclusively for serious and passionate vocalists. You are now part of a professional group of smart and motivated singers who want to become masters of the voice and inspire millions with our music. Get all of our podcast episodes, notifications for upcoming events, new podcast releases, and other vocal resources at singbetterfast.com. Now here are your hosts, Jamie Vendera and Ben Valen. All right, cool. Hey, everyone. Ben here. I got Jamie with me. Say hello, Jamie. Hello, Jamie. How are you doing? I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so this podcast episode is about vocal classifications. And uh, if we get any mean emails from from any vocal coaches or teachers or whatever, on any podcast episode that we ever do, (laughs) this one is probably the one that's going to get us a little bit of heat. I won't care. I won't care. And yeah. It's not because I don't respect, uh, I respect so many coaches, but I have a pet peeve with this because of one of my coaches. All right. So, um, so the question was in our Facebook group, um, someone asked, uh, help, am I a baritone or am I a tenor? And I can sing this note to that note. So which one am I? And so this was my response to summarize. Uh, vocal classification is not useful information when it comes to uh, vocal training. Uh, and here, the reason I say that is because what defines a bass or a tenor or a baritone or counter tenor or whatever, or dramatic tenor, whatever you want, whatever, all the different voice types, they're like a million of them, what defines them depends on who you're asking. Some people will say, Ah, well, if you can sing F2 to F4, that means you're a bass. Or if you can sing F4, well, then you must be a baritone. Or, well, it's only safe for a bass to go up to a D4, and anything above that, they're hurting themselves. Some people will say a baritone should be able to hit a G4 or G-sharp 4. Other people will say G4 is a tenor note, and if you can hit a G4, then you're probably an untrained tenor. And so there's all this disagreement about what it is. Some people will say, oh, well, it doesn't depend on voice type. It depends on the tone or timbre of your voice. If it has a lighter, more piercing sound, then you're a tenor. Um, Even if you can't sing all those higher notes, or if you have a darker, deeper, smokier sound, then you must be a bass, and then you cannot go sing higher notes. So what defines bass, baritone, tenor, soprano, alto, whatever, is all very vague. And everyone has different definitions. Some people think it relates to range. Some people think it has to do with tone or timbre. Some people think it has to do with the length of the vocal tract, on and on. There's all these different things. And so uh, my view is that for the purposes of vocal training, it's not useful information. Now, for other purposes, say for opera, musical theater, choir, then vocal classification is a convenient tool sort of to shorthand describe what it is that you want someone to be able to do and what it is that you expect from them. So like if you're in a choir, they expect tenors to be able to do these notes. And some people will expect tenors to be able to do them in a more full voice sound or in a sort of a lighter mixed sound. Um, Some people will expect, ah, well, if you're a bass, well, we need you to sing, you know, G2 and F2. Great. Okay, fine. For the purposes of choir, musical theater, opera, that can make sense. You know, so for opera, tenors tend to have a certain common uh, uh, timbre to them. Fine. Great. Okay, perfect. If you want to use them for those, for the purposes of style or genre, great. Go for it. 
for vocal training, it doesn't matter. You can, you can extend your range higher and lower regardless of your voice type, of your vocal classification. So uh, to my, uh, more of my answer to the singer, he said he can sing B2 to C5. And so I said, well, that's great, good for you. You're not limited to those notes, B2 to C5. If you train consistently and correctly, you could go F2 to F5, or C2 to C6, or C7, or C8, why not? Um, that's all physiologically possible, and all you have to do is train properly for a long enough period of time. And if you know what to do and how to do it, and you aren't hurting yourself by doing the training, then you can do it. You can be a bass and hit whistle notes. Why not? You know? Um, so that's, that's sort of my sort of rant <laughs> on that particular topic. Well, I, I mean, I 100% back you. Um, you know, before I moved to Hollywood and studied voice out in L.A., I was in college and I was in college choir and I remember, and I absolutely adore this woman who was my coach in, in college. However, she just didn't understand me. You know, here I am, I got kind of a low speaking voice, um, you know, kind of in the middle. So a lot of people would say I'm maybe a baritone where I remember her saying, well, you're a bass. And it was funny. Um, I was in a band and uh, my bass player, Chuck was in choir with me. I talked to him into being in and I could actually sing higher than Chuck but his voice was lighter. So she's like, oh, well, Chuck's a tenor. Jamie, you're a bass. Uh, you know, your voice broke. I just checked it. It broke on an E4. Therefore, any of those notes above are going to be in falsetto. You can't sing any higher. That's just the way it is. Uh, that's what life dealt you. Get over it. You're a bass. Uh, I could have cried about it, but I didn't. I created Raise Your Voice. I created, you know, isolation exercises because I've always had this philosophy that it's all one voice. Uh, you don't have to worry uh, we're going to make more coaches. <laughs> you don't have to worry about chest voice and head voice. I have nothing wrong with the, the term chest voice, head voice, baritone, tenor, soprano. I have no problem with that. It all has its place. But the way that we train, uh, you know, in Vendera Vocal Academy, through what, what the way that I've trained thousands of singers since 1996, is I don't care uh, what you come in and tell me. I remember when I was uh, breaking glass for a TV show, we had some opera singers there. And, um, you know, I, I like to joke around Sam a bass, but I've been told I'm a Wagnerian tenor. I've been told I'm a baritone. Uh, I'm dramatic. I don't, I don't really get into any of that. None of it means anything to me. But I remember these two guys, one's like, well, I'm a dramatic tenor and I'm a lyric tenor. I'm like, okay, what are you? Uh, I'm a Sam a bass. <laughs> you're going to break a glass with your voice, you're a bass. And, um, you know, and I, I was a Good Morning American. I remember Adam Savage kind of giggled. He says, Jamie, break a glass for them. <laughs> and I did. And then um, I was being cocky because they were being cocky. I'm finally telling the story. I held out a glass. I said, hey, um, you, you want to break it? And one of the guys was like, absolutely not. <laughs> so, you know, it doesn't matter. And I, you know, I'm a humble guy. Everyone who knows me knows that. But the point is, I don't care what I am. I don't care if I'm a bass or a Wagnerian tenor. I've hit, I've hit C8. You know, but before I had my accident with the glass, I was hitting whistle notes way above C6 was going up and just hitting them uh, like they were nothing. So, and you can, it's just mechanics, just developing muscles and going there. Uh, if you're in choir, just like Ben said, I totally understand, you know, or if you're singing an opera part, I totally understand. So there's nothing wrong with that. But for us, for me, when I have a new student uh, and I've had several females like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm only alto. And I had one little girl uh, she was still in high school and she's like, I really want the part, but I'm only an alto and you got to be first soprano. And I kind of giggled and uh, she could get up to about an F5 uh, within a couple months. She was hitting C, uh, C6 
Yes, Apprentice C. Uh, like it was nothing. And she was a, a sophomore in high school. <laughs> she tried out. And one of the seniors was like, you know, everyone loved her and she always got the part. And this girl beat this senior and it made the senior mad. And she got the part because her voice was developed. She had the strength and she had gained several notes in her range. So see, uh, she was an alto and then she was a soprano. It doesn't matter. Don't get caught up in that. You yeah. know, and I said, this is how I've always felt. I don't worry about, I've never ever with my coaches, they've never been into Here's your break. My good coaches, the ones I love, it's Elizabeth Sabine, Thomas Appel, um, Jim Gillette. They've never been about, oh, well, here comes the vocal break. You have to, you know, we're going to have to connect chest to the head. Um, Jim was always like, it's always one voice. It's like a triangle. It's wide at the bottom. It's pointy, thinner at the top. Thomas Appel was always like, hey, you know, you do have a break, and you do. You know, it's a gear change. But he says, hey, you can move that break around depending on how much energy you put into it. So don't get caught up on a break. We can develop the voice to go so far beyond. And people are listening to this. They know that we own the school and I'm a coach. Why are you, why are you supporting these other coaches, Jamie? Cause I love, I love voice. Thomas Appel, Elizabeth Sabine, Jim Gillette. They mean the world to me. They really trained who I am. So I'm always going to honor them. So, you know, Go ahead. I'm rambling. Yeah, no, I, I do want to hop in. So uh, I remember I went to see a voice therapist years ago. Um, so I have sulcus vocalis. What that means is I have a, a, some slight scarring on my vocal cords uh, because I used to shout a lot when I was uh, the drum major in my high school band. And then I went to the military after that. And in boot camp, they have you shouting and screaming the whole time. So I lost my voice several times, uh, quite a lot, and it hurt. Um, so as a result of abusing my voice like that, I now have uh, some slight scarring on my vocal cords. Um, so I went to see this voice therapist, which is like a, a sort of a combination of a, of a speech therapist and a, you know, a voice teacher type of thing. Um, and so she, she said, uh, well, I need to figure out your voice type. So just sing a note. And so I sing a note. She said, ah. That is, I forget what it was. I did like an A3 or something. She's like, oh, you did A3? That must mean that's a comfortable note for you. Therefore, you're a bass. Like, what? How, how does me singing a single note indicate to you what my voice type is? And then saying, okay, well, since you're a bass, then you can probably go this low and that high. And like, well, she wasn't right. Um, but, but then to say, oh, well, okay. And I told her, oh, I want to sing E5. She said, wait, you mean this? And she played E4. And I said, no, I want to do an octave above that. <laughs> and she said, uh, well, get me some audio recordings of other males singing what you want to sing. So I actually brought her some of the audio files from Jamie's book, Raise Your Voice. If you're in the member section, if you, you, there are downloads of audio files. And so I gave her the one of you doing the siren up to like the B4 and then the D5. And, and, and then I also brought her like snippets of Journey and 30 Seconds to Mars. And I'm like, I want to sing this. And so she didn't really know what to do with me, you know? She's like, so like for her, she was trained, you know, classical voice. And that's what you sing. And that's how you train people. And that's what you teach. And that's the proper way to sing. And so she didn't know what to do with me. Um, so, uh, you know, I ended up not working with that, uh, that's that voice therapist for very long, uh, as a result of that. I think a lot of the whole issue with voice type, it comes from some really outdated thinking. 
it comes back from before when we really knew how the voice worked, before we really knew how you can train the muscles, before we really knew a lot of this stuff. If you go back, you know, to, I, I, I don't remember the time frame, but before the Renaissance, you know, in Europe, if, oh, if you wanted a male to sing a high part, you castrated him before he hit puberty. And that's how you had someone sing high notes in choir, you know, like that, that's, that's what the sort of that's mainstream of- vocal school of thought was if you want a male singer to sing high well you just castrate him before he hits puberty and now you have a a, a someone who can sing a high part like and so that's just ridiculous isn't it we wouldn't do that these days right and so to me it's ridiculous to think ah well this is my voice type therefore i can only sing this low and i can only sing that high and that's it (laughs) it's a it's a ridiculous outdated wrong scientifically inaccurate way of thinking about the voice yeah, you know, um, part of Indira Vocal Academy is a songwriting class. So me and uh, one of my songwriting partners, Scott Stiff, did a couple songs. And one of the songs, uh, Casual Suicide, you, you hear all these harmonies. And it's funny when I was doing it, I was thinking about the school. And I would sing like maybe, I don't know, a tenor D or an alto F or something. I'd sing it in falsetto. And that'd be on one part. And the next part, I sing it in full voice. And then I do like a blend, what's called like a, I call it a mixed voice. You know, I've never studied SLS, so I may be incorrect with that. But when I think mixed voice, I think a mixture uh, of uh, false and full. And I would give it that uh, or call it pharyngeal. We've called it pharyngeal before. And so you heard all these different tonalities. And I, you know, I got another band. I've actually had female friends like, oh, you know, uh, if you ever need a female to, you know, do the parts, and um, I, I don't giggle, but I'm like, you know, I'd be honored with some. But generally, I just sing all the parts. I sing the bass. I sing the the, the soprano parts. And I don't think about, ooh, I'm, I'm a bass. I, I'm singing, you know, 16 notes above where I'm supposed to do it. I just sing whatever I write on the piano and, you know, I put it out there. So, and it's from years of training, you know. And it's funny, Ben, you mentioned taking the audio files to that lady. I think my raise your voice audio files have been passed around hundreds of times because I've had this conversation many times. I remember one student from England, uh, this has been 15 years ago. He came to me, bought the book and he loved it. He was gaining range and he uh, actually um, had a coach, an opera coach. And he says, Oh, you know, well, I love it. I'm going to start doing this and extending my range. And the woman said, well, no guy can do that. A guy can't sing in the real voice. You know, it's going to be a mixed voice. It can't be a full voice up to ERF. And he's like, well, I, I'm telling you. And she said, well, I have to hear it. So he brought her in some clips from the audio files and she listened to the same clips. You probably showed your, your, that lady. And uh, he said, the woman looked at him and says, well, that that can't be full voice, but it sounds like full voice, but it can't be full voice. He said he re- she repeated it four or five times. Said this this is insane. Um, this this can't be real. Yes, it is. There's nothing special about me. I, I've seen tons of vocal coaches, tons of singers do this. It's just a vocal strength training and getting yeah. out of your head, thinking that oh I'm I'm a bass. I'm never. Do you think Axl Rose? I remember seeing an art uh, interview and he's like, well, I'm a baritone and you hear him speak and he's got that big, deep voice. Uh, uh, Jeff Tate from Queensryche is the same way. Very deep voice. Uh, Kip Winger has got a deep voice. Do you think they care? Do you think they're thinking, oh, I'm a bass or a baritone? They just sing how they want to sing and yeah. they do. Uh, they all do amazing. So don't be limited. Yeah. And so I have a, several other things to say. So one is um, our thinking about... 
uh, not our as in Jamie's and mine, but I think sort of the, I don't know if I would necessarily want to say mainstream voice teaching, but there is a, a good amount of, you know, st people still buy the idea. Let's put it that way, that your voice is limited um, to, the, you know, if you have a voice type, this is how high, this is how low, and that's it. That's what you're born with, and that's all you got. And if you want to sing higher or lower, tough. You can't do it. That's still, unfortunately, uh, a, a belief, a false belief that a lot of people have, singers and teachers. Um, and that is such an old, antiquated, outdated, inaccurate belief. Imagine if we did this with medicine. You know, so you, a long time ago, we used to think we had the few four humor theory, blood, phlegm, blue bile, yellow, or sorry, black bile, yellow bile. And it used to be if you had pneumonia or if you got, you know, if you, if you got the flu, the doctor would cut your arm and let out blood out of your body because they thought, ah, well, your, your humors are out of balance. So you must have too much blood in your body. And so they would, uh, they called it bloodletting. They would you know, take out a quart of blood or something. You don't have that much blood. But so now imagine if we still taught that in medical school. You know, if you get sick, you don't just take medicine. Instead, they chop your arm and then they bleed out a quart of blood out of you and then they close it and then they come back to you in a few days. And if you're still not feeling well, they let more blood out. That's absurd, right? We don't do that anymore. The science has advanced. And imagine if we had this belief that, oh, people uh, get sick because of, you know, they have too much blood in their body. It's absurd. It's like mind boggling to, to think that we would do anything like that. But for some reason, we seem to, we, we still have that old antiquated nonsense way of thinking when it comes to singing. Um, so I, I, I know I'm being kind of forceful here and I hope I don't sound angry. Um, I'm a little bit angry. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of ranting. But it's, it's, it's nonsense. You know, we have, you know, the, the exercises are there. We, you know, we know how the voice works. You can train to sing higher and lower. And one other thing I want to say about you either have it or you don't. Imagine if someone, you know, uh, wanted to build muscle. Imagine someone's real thin uh, and they want to be a bodybuilder, you know. And we tell, tell someone, ah, well, that's what, you're, that's what you're born with. You're born a tall, skinny guy. And that's it. And you're stuck. And there's nothing you can ever do about it. And if you try to train to get bigger, you're going to hurt yourself. That is an absurd way of thinking. Imagine someone who's, uh, you know, overweight, or they're sort of heavier set naturally. And we tell them, oh, well, you better not go jogging. You better not go swimming because you're going to hurt yourself. And the weight you are, that's what you're stuck with. That's just like criminally ridiculous. Um, and so we make that same argument well, not Jamie and I, but many teachers out there will say, ah, well, this is your high note, this is your low note, that's it, you can't go higher or lower, and if you do, you're gonna hurt yourself. No, absolutely wrong, I will debate this, I will stand on my head, screaming up and down, steam coming out of my ears, with anyone who disagrees, because they are, that is factually incorrect to say you're stuck with the range you have, it's absolutely ridiculous. So uh, a little enough of my rant for there uh, there. I hope that sort of answers the whole voice type thing. Oh, Jamie, you also mentioned earlier mixed voice. I think we're going to do a separate podcast at some point. What is full voice? What is mixed voice? What is falsetto? What is head voice? What is chest voice? You know, all of that stuff. Cause they're all those terms. They're similar in that 
you ask 10 coaches what those words mean, you're going to get 10 different answers. So what's belting? What's vocal fry? Where's the whistle range? What's head voice? What, where does head voice end and where does whistle begin? Where does falsetto end and where does full, like just jumbled all together, all these different terms. And it's confusing uh, for singers. And it's honestly confusing for a lot of coaches who don't really, you know, they're not a hundred percent sure on how to define all these terms. No, absolutely. And even in the end, um, after we decipher how we feel about those terms, it doesn't really matter. I mean, if you're singing and it sounds cool and you're not hurting your voice, that is all we care about. We want you to be happy. We want you to have fun. You want to, we want you to feel the freedom to do. So don't get caught up in the terminology. And I've been teaching what now? Who 23 years uh, now, and I, I've been dealing with this since day one, uh, all these same questions. And I actually, you know, even back then when I discovered, hey, you really can't extend your range, and here, I want to do it on a siren. When I, when I you know, originated that, came up with that concept, um, and saw dramatic results in, you know, a lesson or two, um, it was still tough. You know, people still have this mindset that chest voice, head voice, you can't extend your range. But, uh, you know, I've seen it time and time again. And uh, so I stand by, you know, everything that yeah. we said today. And so, so I just want to end this with a, with a parting thought. Number one is if anyone tells you this is how high you can sing, this is how low you can sing, anything beyond that you can't do or you're going to hurt yourself or you have to compromise the sound, whatever, um, wrong. You know, you can sing higher, you can sing lower safely. The true limits of how high and low the voice can really go are far beyond what most singers currently do and what most people are, you know, willing to do. I mean, you'll probably reach a point where okay, this is as high as I really need to go for my songs. And then you'll be done there, but you can go higher. The highest note I've heard sung, I want to say was a, an E8. Wow. Like, you know, uh, like, whoa. I can't even get there. <laughs> yeah. And the lowest note, it's like people, people can sing lower than the bottom key off the, you know, off of off an 88 key piano. Absolutely. So, you know, so most people... Some people really like range and want to sing really high and really low just because they can. But for most people, you know, you don't, it, you might have like a one on a half, two octave range, but you can extend it to like three, four octaves. You'll probably be pretty happy, you know, three, four, five octaves. And, you know, you're good there. I mean, but you could, why not? Um, we actually, Ben and I just got out of, um, for Vendera Vocal Academy, we have hangouts every month where we singers get on and we answer questions. I love those. It's so fun because we have students from all over the world and we had a, uh, Alan, forgive me, because I know I want to say your last name wrong. Alan Kirota, Kirota, um, he's from South America, so I know I messed that up. But I loved hearing him. He's in a progressive metal band, and all uh, four of the musicians actually sing. And he was telling us that he he was good up to about an F four, F sharp four, and he just hit a wall. He can't get beyond that. And I don't think he had to raise your voice. He he bought the four week vocal break eraser like last year, and he said he religiously did this day in and day out. And um, they were recording and he actually was doing a part of the D five. So mm -hmm. let me, let me get this straight. He had a wall at F four, F sharp four, but then he went G G sharp, a a sharp B C C sharp D. He gained all of those notes yeah. from doing, from doing these simple little exercises. Yeah. 
And so, actually, so I spoke to a uh, spoke to a singer um, earlier this week, and uh, I got a testimonial from him. So we'll probably put a YouTube video or so. I don't know. We'll put it on the website. Um, but he said that he's he's been singing for I don't know something twenty years, um, and he got the four week vocal break eraser program, and he went his highest notes. I think he said it was like a C five or a C sharp five, and he really had to push to get that note out. He went through the program in, I think he said, three weeks of doing the four-week vocal break eraser. He was able to go up to F5, going from C to F5. And after eight weeks had passed, he got up to A5. And that was just using the four-week vocal break eraser program. And he also said he only practiced around 25 minutes a day for those eight weeks. And he had already been singing for like 20-something years. And so, but just by understanding the exercises and understanding you know, the, the way to produce the voice in a healthy way, he was able to expand his range by more than half an octave. Um, and so, you know, we, we see that all the time. We hear it all the time. Jamie gets emails all the time. I get, you know, I hear from people, it's totally doable. It's, it's not like a, is it possible? We don't, it's not, oh, I don't know if this is really possible. No, it's possible. It's like weight training. You do the, if you do the, uh, the exercises, you follow the routine, you build muscle period. Same with this. You learn how to do, uh, you learn vocal technique, you do the exercises consistently, you can sing higher and lower, period. (laughs) You know, Um, it's like, it's not even a mystery anymore. It's, it's a thing you can do. So I just want to, uh, I, I I hope that uh, was enlightening or helpful or interesting or inspiring or whatever. Don't let anyone tell you how high or low you can sing. You decide that. You can decide that for yourself and then you train yourself. Now there are real physical limits, um, but most people never come close to those. Um, And so, you know, you don't really have to worry about it when it comes to the practical side of it. Yeah. And I'm never going to tell you that, Hey, you're going to gain an octave in three weeks. So everybody's different. Yes. Uh, Just like you said, you may gain, you may be physically able to gain four notes where your buddy gains seven notes, but she won't know until you put in the time or maybe you can gain the same amount of notes as your buddy did, but maybe it takes you twice as long because we're all, or like uh, Ryan Wall said earlier in the hangout, we're all organic instruments. So our muscles grow at different rates uh, yeah. depending on our physicality. So, all right, all right. cool. So I, I, I think that answers that question. Uh, um, what are our thoughts on voice type? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're getting, now we're going to get slammed. So thank you everyone for listening. Thanks, Jamie. And we will see everyone in the next episode. Have a good one. Bye. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sing Better Fast podcast. Be sure to subscribe for new podcast releases, events, and other great vocal resources at singbetterfast.com.